You're listening to the Pool Boy Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Pool Boy Podcast. It's Steve here. I've just about recovered from the drama and the uh, excitement of the final session of the British Swimming Olympic Trials, which have just finished in London. Um, so much to talk about in these uh, in these trials. So much great swimming. We'll try and get through it all. We'll probably forget something. It's not deliberate if that happens, but Bob and Casey are here to help me review everything we saw in London. And Bob, your immediate reaction to the trials? Well, Steve, I've covered or watched six Olympic trials now, and that was by far the most impressive. Every day had something, either on the edge of your seat or great anticipation. Very rarely was there a lull in proceedings. Very rarely was there a race going, oh, I'm not actually that interested in this one. It was like back to back. What's going to happen next? What's going to happen next? It really was anticipation all the way through. And I think... For our kind of level of anticipation before going into it, from where we are now, I think we went through the roof. I think it was far better than I expected it would be. Katie, I think that's a fair assessment um, that it went way beyond our expectations based on you know our assessment of the times and the, and the people coming and the background of their training and all those kind of things. Yeah, I think... Um... I'd, I'd worried that it might be a little bit flat with no crowd and, you know, relatively small number of competitors. Um, and I think I expected there to be a few standout performances, but, you know, not 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 as many great performances as we saw. Um, loads of people really stepping up, which is so hard to do after the year that they've all had. So, yeah, I really, really enjoyed it. It was great. Well, there's only one place to start <clears throat> if you're talking about uh, people stepping up and excitement and uh, and uh, atmosphere and so on and that's the uh, the event that closed the meet the men's 200 meters freestyle now we said on our preview podcast bob that this was going to be an event not to miss uh, <laughs> it was even better than that wasn't it just i mean and the the fact you had swim that fast in the heats to get into the final was in itself quite remarkable i mean you're looking around the world you're going what which other country could come close to that and then to see that head-to-head that ding-dong between uh, Duncan and and Tom, just unbelievable that finish as well. And then you look at the other times, you see what Matt did, you see what Jimmy did. Uh, you're looking right through and thinking this is absolutely astonishing. Uh, and we've been good at the four by two for a long time now, but surely it's one of those rare events where we must be going in as favourites. We probably won't like that tag, but you know, you look at that quartet and you think, are the Americans going to better that at their trials? Well, you wouldn't put money on it, certainly. I mean, a few weeks ago, the Russians had their trials. They had four guys who went 145 and everyone sat up and took notice. But people will definitely be looking at these results, Katie, and thinking, wow, weren't they? Yeah, I think so. And and just the reaction that we've seen in the last 24 hours to people watching that swim live or watching it back afterwards and talking about the prospects. And it's it's really it makes it such an exciting event in the UK, not just because we're good at it, but because it's something that is it's 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 such a medal hope, you know, um, that people are are sort of throwing their hat in the ring, you know, perhaps changing their training to try and aim for the 200 free, which just makes it even more competitive. Um, it Yeah, it was it was an incredible race. And I think, you know. Duncan's um, British record is incredible in itself, but then for Tom to drop, what, nearly a second and a half um, to take second place and really challenge him and kind of announce his arrival long course on the world stage is, um, yeah, I think we're really, really excited for what they can do in Tokyo. As you pointed out, he had COVID twice during the course of the last few months. So for him to put in that kind of performance without really the kind of background of training he really wanted going to that, I think is remarkable. So in lieu of that, you kind of think, well, what is he going to do in three months' time? If he can do that, you know, well, he's not had the ideal preparation for this. In June, July, what's he going to do? Well, I mean, I actually thought he was going to win it at one point on that last 50. Duncan looked, looked not tired is a, is a relative term, but, it, you know, he was really having to work to, um, to hang on to that lead. And it, how much they spurred each other on I don't know or how much they would have you know, swum those times anyway but I think the rivalry has got to have helped Katie yeah completely agree I think they're really spurring each other on um, and and I think 
that it helps so much having that kind of domestic competition you know right right here they can race each other several times a year one might be based in bath and one might be up in sterling but you know we're really seeing how competitive that event is and and it's not often in, that we that we get in great britain you know several who are podium contenders in one event um so i think it's a, it's such a great position to be in and um just looking forward to seeing if they can move it on any further it's amazing to me now, Steve, that we seem to be being viewed by the world as a swimming powerhouse, which maybe we weren't 10 years ago. Now people are really taking account of all the things that are happening at the trials and they're going, look at what Britain are doing right now. I mean, the interest in America this time around was something I've never, ever seen before. Well, I mean, these results, you know, they're in this, in this particular race in particular, um, they're, well, they're yeah, but not just right. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not saying just this race. I'm talking about other races besides, and the the interest right across the board. And whether that's because of some of these people have made their names in the ISL, and people are interested off the back of that. But it does seem that there's a lot more interest with people wanting to know what we're about and what we could, what we can potentially achieve. Well, I think part of it maybe is uh, is the PT effect. People looking yeah. at British swimming, obviously that helps. But you know the performances this week. We talked specifically about the 200, but. You know, there were others that we all come on to, world-class times, people dropping uh, big chunks, um, you know, new people announcing themselves. And that's always interesting to people who, who follow swimming. So uh, I think you're right. I think uh, particularly in this, this period where we haven't had much racing and now it's all coming at once and people are, are interested and happy to see it again. Um, yeah, I think that all puts together to, to kind of explain why everyone is watching closely plus of course it's olympic year and everyone likes to see who the movers and shakers are and who are going to be the contenders uh when when the games roll around um you touched on the relay there bob we obviously would expect the top four in that final uh, duncan scott tom dean matt richards who who swam a brilliant race in third in 145.7 and and james guy who uh, held on for fourth ahead of callum jarvis who set a pb at the age of 28 which was a, a great swim from him um those top four, Katie, we expect to go. Um, do we think at this point that uh, the selectors will will do what they did in two thousand and sixteen and and pick a few more? I mean, they took seven in to Rio. Uh, I think you and I think that Callum Jarvis probably will get a spot to swim the heats. What what else do you think? Yeah, so I think I think Callum's really proven himself sort of over the past few years as just such a reliable member of that team. Um, it, I mean, there's something just to think about is that, you know, both the Litchfield brothers who were seventh and eighth have made the consideration time individually. So the person who I think is in the probably the least comfortable position is Cam Curl, who was sixth, um, who did a brilliant race. But but do they need to take another person when they potentially already got, you know, seven on the team who could be really competitive in that event? It's quite a tough position for him to be in. My only worry is that Joe's going to have quite a lot of racing to do, isn't he? Uh, if you think about the, the events he potentially could do in Tokyo. So if you can add another race in there, it might be a bit too much, maybe. Well, at the moment, he's only got one, hasn't he? He's just got the 200 IM at the moment, yeah. yeah. Although, although you know, 100 back we, we think he might do the 100 back as we'll come on to. Um, mm. I, think, I think, and I'm going to preface this by saying this is nothing to do with Cam and how good he is, how well he swam, what job he could do for the team. But I think... I think it's difficult for the selectors because of the way the the Olympic relay rules work. That if you take somebody to swim a relay and a relay only, they have to swim. And if they don't, if they're, if they're not in an individual event, that's that's it. They've got to swim that relay. And I think I think it would be a tough call for the selectors to sit here now in in April and, and make that decision. Right, we're going to swim Cam in the heats. You know, three months before the games. And if they're not going to make that call now, they've got to say, right, if we're taking him, what can we put him in individually? So that you know we have that flexibility. That's what they did in Rio. I think Cam swam the two hundred free. I think individually, even though he was fifth or sixth in the final. But that can't happen this time. And that can't happen this time. No. <laughs> so I mean, it might be. Um, I mean, we'll talk about Duncan's program. I'm sure, but it might be that Duncan drops a hundred free and a slot opens up there. But you know, we won't know that this week. I wouldn't have thought. Um, so I think I think you know we won't certainly see him pick this week and I would be surprised if he he made it which would be a massive shame for him because as you say he swam really really well but uh, I think in the round the selectors will probably just take Jarvis and and uh, and rely on the Litchfields to to provide that extra cover so uh, yeah just my five p's worth on that topic um let's let's step down a distance to the hundred because 
there was some equally great swimming um, in that event. Duncan equaled his British record at 47.87 KT. Tom Dean, a PB, uh, I think as as well in the 48s. Matt Richards snuck in second though in 48.2, which was a, a big drop from him. And uh, he's really shown some, some great form this week. Yeah, absolutely brilliant. And it's it's quite nice because I feel like we've had quite a stable group who've been, you know, kind of on um, international teams for a while. But it's really great to see Matt Richards coming through and, and looking so, so promising and dropping huge chunks of time. And also in fourth, I think, um, is it Jacob Whittle, who's 16, um, finishing in fourth there and hopefully putting his hat in the ring for a relay place? They've got to go now. I mean, we were talking about that in our preview, weren't we, as to whether we would have a men's four by one. They've got to go now with that with that quartet. Um, they can't leave that out. Well, I I absolutely agree with you. I mean, uh, we've mentioned the top four. Um, we've already you know, recommended him for the uh, for the uh, two hundred free relay, but Joe Litchfield was sub forty nine as well in in fifth at forty eight point eight five. So uh, you know, I I agree with you. And you no, know, James Guy wasn't in there he you know he didn't swim that event at, at trials he swam it at the last worlds and was the fastest um split of the team so i think they've got to take that relay and i think that means they'll take jacob as well which would be amazing for him i think they've got the outside chance of knocking on the medal you know for that i really do i i, I think there's so much enthusiasm and so much youth and vigor in that quartet that uh, they could do something quite special well, they're certainly in the mix for for third. You would think, looking at those times. I mean, it's a big. It'll be a big ask, and everything needs to fall right on the day. But it's not. It's they were fifth in the world, you know, two years ago. There's no reason that they couldn't. That's a quartet now too. Yeah. So uh, absolutely, they're they're in that shout, and therefore you're right. I think they will take them. Um, shortest race in the sprint free, Bob. It was great to see Ben Proud back to his Wasn't best. It? Yeah, he was a bit quiet in the ISL. I don't know what was going on there, but he was he was firing on all cylinders this week. Yeah, and again, somebody who's not had the best of preparation, as we heard in the commentary, he's been training down in Bath. Um, very disjointed preparation for the trials, but no sign of that in the heats, so no sign of that in the final. And um, I think he's far from the, the finished article in 2021. I think it's a lot more still to come. But his, uh, his skills look really sharp as well, which is really important for that 50 uh, 53 I mean, he said afterwards that he's focusing on that to, to the exclusion of all other events so we probably won't see him in the in the 4x100 but no, we don't need him this year so uh, that works for him as well but um, yeah it'd be great to see him back that up in Tokyo right let's swip o- switch over sorry to the uh, to the women's equivalent events uh, we talked a lot about Freya Katie Freya Anson on the preview she uh, delivered the goods in terms of of securing her qualification this week but probably a little bit more to give do you think later in the year i think so i think um you know freya has been one of our standouts for such a long time and she did a great job this week in the the 100 and the 203 but the i guess there were just some other really really outstanding women's performances that probably eclipsed that a little bit um which i'm sure we'll come on to in a minute but um i think really good for freya to have solidified her place on the team um i think she probably won't have been you know, thrilled with her swims, but I don't know where she is in terms of her preparation. Um, I think Anna Hopkins 100 free was really, really great, really promising, um, slightly confusing 50. I thought she'd go a lot faster, to be honest, and get that consideration time. But um, I think there's more to come from both of those. I did think Anna looked really good in that 100, actually. She seemed much higher in the water than, than we'd seen her before, um, to, to my untrained eye admittedly but um no she did look good and 53 49 is is not far from her best time i mean freya was only just off hers as well so yeah they've got they've got room to improve later in the year which is encouraging um lucy hope and and uh evelyn davis followed them home in the hundred and this is probably one of the debates that selectors will be having is whether they consider taking a a sprint free relay now evelyn davis uh from bromley who've done a fantastic job with her uh 16 and she went 54 6 which is uh pretty remarkable time but uh, your view Kate and whether that relay will get a chance to go or or do you think you know they'll be worried about workload for for Freya um I it's it's such a difficult one because it hasn't been a relay that there's been any emphasis on for the whole of this Olympic cycle um I feel like it would be such a shame if they didn't take them I know they've got to qualify and um, but there will be opportunities to do that but I think 
we we do as well as as Bob said with the men's we've now got a quartet and a really really fast quartet I thought Lucy Hope was absolutely outstanding this week um I sort of thought she was in with an outside chance but you know she was knocking on the, on the door of those consideration times in her own right um and and I have to admit that Evelyn Davis wasn't on my radar at all and her swims were absolutely outstanding so I think it would be a real shame if they didn't take the women's four by one and four by two. Yeah, we've got to think about Paris, haven't we? we were, as we're that close to it, we're not a four-year cycle now, we're a three-year cycle, and Evelyn's going to be part of our lineup in, in Paris. So wouldn't it be great if we have the opportunity, we have that space to take her? Well, yeah, I mean, yeah exactly. I mean, I'm. The, Chris Spice said on the, on the commentary on the last day that they're taking the whole team, whoever they pick, um, to Europeans. And they'll have they'll take some some young ones or up and comers. I can't remember the phrase he used as well. So, to my mind, there's a you know an argument that they should they should let them swim it in in Budapest and see how they go. And if they're and if the time's competitive, then they should take them. Um, I mean, the, the the counter argument to that is they have to secure that place. They don't have a wildcard spot yet, but the reality is the times are relatively modest for those four spots at the moment. And uh, most of the countries that would that would probably Push, push us down have already got spots secured so what were they 1700s outside it or something yeah exactly it's very tight. so it's very close so uh i think um you know they could there's an argument they could take they could almost take you know those the swimmers that finished third to sixth to budapest and say you know swim off and and uh you know you might have a chance of, of going to the olympics now i don't think they will do that but um you know, I do think they should send the, the top four and, and give them the opportunity because it would be a great shame for them not to take either of those relays. They were so close and, and there was some great swimming uh, in amongst it. So uh, fingers crossed they get to go. Um, we touched on the 200 free, but someone we didn't mention uh, in there was um, Abby Wood. She was second to Freya in, in the 200 free, but she really came into her own on the uh, on the breaststroke events. Uh, now, we saw her swim very fast in Manchester earlier this year, Bob, but her... Uh, and Molly Renshaw, indeed, in the 200, um, they were outstanding, weren't they? Molly set the British record, and then they both went miles under the old mark. We thought they'd do 221, and they, were, they demolished it. Well, do you know what? That is an event that has moved on so much in the last decade. I remember having a chat with Ben Titley uh, about 10 years ago, about 10 to 12 years ago, saying, when are we going to get decent times in women's breaststroke, at 200 particularly. And it just wasn't happening. Nobody was doing it. Everybody stuck on about 224, sometimes 223, which in world terms was absolutely nothing. And now look at it, down to 220 with Molly. Uh, I'm so delighted with Molly because she had a, obviously a bad time in 2012. We know the story behind that. Uh, she came so close in, in 2016. She looks the finished article. I mean, I think Dave Hemmings has done such a great job with her up in Loughborough that, you know, she's knocking on a 219 now. And if she gets there, then she's got a medal, hasn't she, in Tokyo? Well, I think she'll be very competitive at, at, at 220, frankly. I mean, I, I'll be honest, Katie, I, I had my heart in my mouth when she turned at 100 in, in a 67.9, thinking that the wheels were going to come off and it was going to be uh, all, all horrible at the end. But she held on. She finished so strongly. Uh, yeah she looked really time. great I think um the thing with Molly is that I used to I used to think that she got a bit overawed on the big stage but you know that hasn't been the case for ages now she looks so confident um you know even when even even just taking the race out like that when she knows that she's got competition um she I thought she was just brilliant this weekend and I also thought the the women's hundred was a really great race and it was so nice seeing how pleased both Molly and um Abby Wood were for um Sarah Vasey when she won that hundred. So I think that's looking like a pretty good lineup as well. Um it was I think you know the Loughborough women's breaststroke looks pretty much just as strong as the Loughborough men's breaststroke. I know we don't quite have an Adam Peaty on the women's side but it's it's looking really good. Which is good for the medley relay which again is is kind of knocking on the door of top three. Yeah absolutely yeah it's it's certainly putting itself in the mix uh so sarah missed the british record by just a few hundredths it was a great swim from her um to qualify in that hundred um the men's equivalent i mean i don't think you would have won any prizes for predicting who was <laughs> going to win it bob but the way he did it um adam Peaty was uh was still mighty impressive you know? well yeah of course but the thing is it, it, it it's not a, like a yawning situation it's like if he doesn't do it we'd be really surprised because it's kind of right okay adam do what you always do and he does what he always does i thought it was great to see james back up 
his swims in both the 100 and the 200. Uh, I wasn't at all concerned about Adam. I want to see what kind of form James was in because we weren't sure. We haven't seen James swim for quite some time in the 100 breaststroke or indeed the 200. Um, so it was good to see James be as solid as he was in the 100 and, and back it up in the 200 as well. But no, Adam's now, it's, it's almost a case of, I know it, it, it's, it's a weird thing to say, a weird thing to think that we, we, we kind of get very blasé about Adam now, don't we? Um, he goes in there and he does it and he does it time after time. So there's never any nerves, never any real anticipation. It's just, OK, well, you, you, you knock off a 57, 58. That's that's quite easy, you know, in, in your terms. How, how ridiculous, Katie, that we're sitting here blasé about Adam having knocked out a 57, 7 and a 57, 3. Yeah, it, it is. It does blow my mind a bit that he seems to keep getting better every year. I just, you know, you think his his improvement is still so steep, and he's still so far ahead of everyone else. And I don't know how he keeps doing it. It's, yeah, it's amazing. Um, I I don't know how he deals with what I would assume would be quite a lot of pressure to always be that dominant, but he seems to just take it in his stride and be perfectly fine with it. Um. I'd actually almost forgotten about his 100 breaststroke because it seems like such so much has happened since then. And I guess when we're looking at the Olympic programme, we don't also see him in the 50. He's just there for one race and, and that's it. But um, you can't miss it, can you? It's pretty impressive stuff. Well, he secured his clean sweep of the top 20 times ever in that event. So uh, mighty impressive from him. Uh, in the 200, we saw James Wilby, uh, as you say, Bob, get the consideration time but great for Ross Murdoch to uh, to make Absolutely it as well because four brilliant. years ago we had we had that you know big you know to do about whether he would swap with uh, Craig Benson from the 100 to the 200 and vice versa and you know whatever and then he swam the 100 in Rio but you know probably much happier in the 200 and great to see him do that yeah fantastic and he has been one of the real stalwarts of british swimming for so long now and so rarely if ever lets us down he comes out with solid performances time after time very unlucky as you say in rio uh, fantastic swim back in 2002 still the british record uh, to be knocked off yet but but ross is, is, is you know one of the good guys there are loads of good guys within the british swimming fraternity but uh, always feel particularly happy when he's on the team and obviously that's the second olympics for him and he'll be delighted with that Right, let's move on. Um, we've talked about Abbey Wood and we've talked about Duncan Scott already. They were both in action in the uh, in the medleys, the 200 AM in particular. Um, Duncan showed a remarkable versatility. I mean, we've spoken about how versatile he is before, you know, in the ISL in particular, uh, when we were doing the London Raw podcast. Um, but 155.9, Katie, for someone who can also do a 47.100 free and a 144 low 200 free, it, it's just it's just ridiculous. Yeah, I think ridiculous is the exact word. It's it's almost greedy how good he is at everything, isn't it? Um, but that makes me very glad that he's British <laughs> and not from somewhere else. Um, yeah, it was an absolutely incredible swim. And, you know, he's he's been, a, I know he's he sort of dabbled in IM, um, but up until now, I think most people would have thought of him as a freestyler, but he's he's a medal contender. He's a serious medal contender in the 200 IM now. Well, it uh, we kind of touched on it a minute ago, but uh, it, the 200 IM does overlap with the 100 free, and the, the semi-final is in the same uh, the same heat as the final of the 100. I I think Bob that he will he'll drop the 100 free and focus on the 200 IM because with that sort of time, he's mm. right in the mix for a, for a medal in what is actually quite an open event. Yeah, see, I, I don't see him as a 100 freestyle medal candidate. I don't. I mean, he'll make a final. I'm sure he'll make a final, but I don't see him being top three. So put your eggs in the baskets that are going to provide you with medal possibilities, which are the 200 free and the 200 IM. So, uh, and, and if he did do all the events, he wouldn't do all these races, but he could do 17 swims in the course of that week, which would be ridiculous. If you take the relays into account and three individual events, should he do that? He could have 17 swims. So although we know he's Herculean, you've got to manage that workload somehow. Yeah, we need him at his best at the, you know, when when uh, he's needed rather than uh, trying to swim everything and do everything. So I'm, I'm still fairly sure he won't swim the 100 free. He didn't in Guangzhou. Uh, I think that's probably the right decision from him if that's if that's what happens. But he was followed home by someone else we've, we've talked about in the context of lots of different things, Joe Litchfield, who... Uh, also got under the consideration time of 157.7, Bob. He, he could also be a very busy person that week. You know, he's so yes. versatile in, in the same sort of way. I mean, he was a very fast 100, 200 freestyle, a good 100 back, which he won. Uh, and then you know, qualified in the 200 AM as well. He's becoming a mini Duncan Scott. 
um, because because of the, his versatility. If you look at the events he can do, um, he's improving all the time. Pretty much every time he goes in now, he does a personal best in whichever event he's doing. And uh, I've been excited about Joe for quite some time, but the last 12 months in particular and seeing what he did at the ISL as well, I'm thinking, right, Kate, now's your time, Joe, to really push on and show us really what you can do. Because I know there's a lot of talent in there. And again, you know, he's a hard worker um, and is really starting to put all that into place now. And I think, again, he's another person who's going to be quicker still, or maybe considerably quicker come July. Well, the 400 uh, saw his brother, Max, um, secure his time uh, that he needed for qualification. Um, he won that. So, uh, he'll be keen to drop that time some more. Um, yeah. I think he was disappointed with that because, because he and he and I had a chat, um, on social media for a couple of days. Uh, and I said, you aiming for four ten? So I'd like to see you go on to four ten. He said, that's the, uh, that's the plan. Didn't quite work out that way, but I don't think he's quite where he needs to be again yet. Uh, that four ten will come. That drop will come. Uh, not quite ready for it yet though. Well, I think we saw some of the longer events, you know, been affected more by the break perhaps than than some of the sprints. But uh, yeah, plenty of potential for him. Um, the women's side again, we've spoken about Abby Abby Wood several times already because she's she's in such great form at the moment, Katie. But um, two hundred AM, she dropped her her best time again, but she was given a fright by Alicia Wilson. Now we picked her on our preview as someone to keep an eye on off off the back of her uh, her swimming in the in the NC two A system. But I mean, I didn't. I thought she'd get the time. I didn't think she'd break 210. Yeah, I wasn't expecting that either. Um, it's it's really, really hard to know where anyone is. Um, I don't know about anyone who's listening, but yards times mean very little to me. And we haven't seen her swim long course in such a long time. Um, but yeah, I, I'm exactly the same as you, Steve. I thought um, maybe a high 210, um, given what we've seen from her before. But I wasn't expecting that 209. And, you know, that's a serious medal contender there. We've got two in the women's 200 IM, um, hopefully two finalists. And I don't like I I would have thought that if um, Siobhan Marie O'Connor was at trials, those top two spots would have been gone. But it would have been really, really tight, I think. Well, she did brilliantly, as did in the longer medley for the women, Amy Wilmot, who who came with one one task in mind, which was to break break the four thirty six point that she needed for consideration. She did it the hard way by herself, Bob, but it was a really gutsy swim to to well, get under that. That's the word. That's the word I was going to use. Gutsy, exactly that. Early on, first day, uh, with nothing really to to measure herself against uh, and she knew full well that she was probably with Hannah being in the state that she was in terms of her injuries and stuff she knew full well that she wasn't going to have anybody really to race in that uh, 400 IM so she had to set the pace she had to do it herself and she did it and it's great to see her on another team because um, you know that that's again a wide open event potentially in, in Tokyo because Hoshi was not the swimmer she was uh, she may not even do the 400 IM she might stick to the 200 so um, th th there are possibilities certainly for Amy to make a final which she didn't do last time well a third Olympics for her I think she made the final in Rio but she came ninth I think in London did she just missed that's right, but, that uh, way yeah, yeah but but um, but yeah certainly a chance for another final place you'd hope um, this summer let's um, flick on to the, uh, oh, the we've missed one we should just mention Brody Williams who did a brilliant, oh, of course. Uh, brilliant yes. 400 IM um, push, push Max towards the end. Just came back like an absolute train, um, and hopefully he's made his first squad as well. Yeah, well, he made the time, and I said at the start there was so much to talk about. I'd probably forget somebody, and uh, thank you, Casey, for pulling me up on that. <laughs> Sorry, because, Brody. Yeah, he did. He did a brilliant job. Yeah, no, not his, not his, uh, his better event in theory. Um, I think someone called it his fun event. Um, which is how a, can the four hundred IM be fun? Well, I, did, I, I heard did people say that. that. <laughs> I, I, I've heard that over the years. I've heard people say the four hundred IM is a fun event, and I can't think of anything less fun, surely, than the four hundred IM. Two hundred back, two hundred back is the I least was, fun thing say, in the world. I was going to say two hundred fly, but uh, yeah, <laughs> there we are. But no, well done, Brody Williams, who uh, who's thrown himself right into the uh, the selectors' discussions uh, in the four hundred IM. Now, I was going to say before. I was uh, corrected um, that we'll move on and talk about the backstroke events. Uh, let's start with the women because, again, we picked up Kathleen Dawson in our preview, uh, Bob, but she was she was another level Stunning. this week. Yeah, 200 back looks great. And I wouldn't have had her down a year ago as a potential medal prospect for Tokyo. Well, I do now, uh, having gone through my list of you know people who are knocking on the door, who 
probably wouldn't have been in consideration in in 2020 that year has done her a lot of good she's one of the people who will benefit from having the extra 12 months and she looks good and she looks confident she looks really confident like she's enjoying herself all the problems she's had in the past uh with with injury and whatever all behind her now uh, she's always got a really good training regime and she, she and she looks so good she looks fantastic in the water as well that stroke is is, is absolutely perfect or as near perfect as, as i can see it for a backstroker um so yeah very impressed mightily impressed with her well she's come back from a uh, an acl reconstruction in her knee i think um and 58.24 katie i mean the the british record is is Gemma Spoffer's 58 one i think which was a world record when she set it in a in an lzr bodysuit back in 2009 and, and kathleen's knocking right on the door of that yeah i think um seeing how, I, I really didn't expect that she'd get that close to the record i just sort of thought that would be you know off in the distance for a while she's faster than missy franklin ever was in the 100 backstroke and and i still think of missy franklin as you know one of those sort of mystic freaks who who you just will never get anywhere near um so i mean she's she's really really announced herself through several swims and just i agree she just looks so confident and seems to you know it, it just it's it's sort of the look on her face it says it's about time you know this is what i've been all, through all this for and I'm, I'm gonna have it thanks and i think that's brilliant and she uh, she dragged her sterling teammate and your your namesake cassie wild to uh, to a qualification time in that 100 as well she did cassie just needs to learn to spell her surname right and then we'll be uh, <laughs> on the way no that was an amazing swim um so, so pleased seeing seeing how well they were doing i think you know something that probably is quite noticeable from these trials is um i mean you'll have what three people who aren't at a national center who've made the the, the cuts um and and i think you know that just shows how tough it's been for people who who don't necessarily have a pool that's going to open for them, even though they might well be on the list of people that are allowed to train, um, it's 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 quite a it's probably quite a big statistic. I haven't got the numbers in front of me, but um, it's great seeing how well the national centres are doing. But probably has widened the gap a bit with everyone else. I think that's fair. I mean, I think they have opened up up to um, to other swimmers. I think I read or heard that that Jacob Whistle, for example. Uh, normally swims at Deventio. He he'd been able to train at Loughborough since since January, um, but obviously you know they've been out of the water for for most of last summer, um, no for longer than everyone else maybe. But uh, yeah, I think there is probably a gap that's going to grow there. But um, I don't think that takes away from from the the, the work that uh, you know in the case of Kathleen and Cassie that that Stephen Teague and Bradley Hay have done up at, at Sterling because yeah, those girls look great, not. didn't they? Yeah, absolutely brilliant. And there was there were, you know, Sterling as a whole was such a standout um squad. Everyone did you know, they've got several on the team. They all looked absolutely great and so ready and, you know, totally ready to psych themselves up in the, the absence of a crowd. It was brilliant. Okay, and uh we'll just look at the, the men's the men's backstroke races. Um they were a, a, a I'm using the term relatively a little bit disappointing in the context of everything else that was going on Bob I mean Luke Greenbank sprained his ankle two weeks ago so he wasn't quite at his best I think you you know you've been championing the cause of, of Joe Litchfield to, to take the backstroke in the medley relay for some time and you know he won that race but you know he would have liked to have gone a bit quicker he was you know, a couple of tenths outside the, uh, the consideration time but you know there's there's scope for both of those guys to uh, yeah. to be better I think I, there certainly was but I can see Joe taking the 100 spot for the relay and Luke concentrating on the 200 because it's his best event. That's the event where if he's going to get a medal, it will be on the 200 back. So in a certain way, if, if Joe can stand all the extra strain and the extra potential races he'll have, I think uh, Joe, because he's improving rapidly on the 100 and is, is obviously now matching Luke, I, I'd say to Luke, right, you know, from my point of view, concentrate on the 200. That's where, you know, that's, that's where your forte is. Uh, go for that. Well, we'll uh, we'll hope that Luke's ankle um, sorts itself out so that he can, uh, can get himself back, and then Joe has uh, plenty of time to um, to find those extra few tents that um, that we hope he'll need. I mean, he's he's in the squad, we would think anyway, so uh, that option uh, remains. Excuse me, open open for the selectors. Um, last of the strokes to talk about the butterfly. Um, I'm going to start with uh, with the women's 200 fly. 
um, Katie, because we, you know, between us, I know we'd spoken you know, a few weeks ago, we weren't sure what was going on with Alice Thomas, but, but she pulled one out of the bag there. I didn't think she could make that time based on, you know, her preparation and how she swam in Manchester, but it was a, a great performance from her and fantastic for her to make uh, make her first Olympics, you know, missed out narrowly four years ago. Yeah, it was brilliant. And it's it's so nice seeing interviews when people are just so, so pleased and so relieved and sort of emotional about it all. And she's had a, a tough few years since the Commonwealth Games win, um, which is an absolutely incredible performance. And, you know, we know she can do it. It's just been a tough few years since then. So great to see her on the team. And I'd love to see another performance a bit like the, the one that she produced on the Gold Coast in Tokyo. We'd all Does like she to get down to two oh five. Do you think? Oh, we'd yeah. all like to see it. But, yeah, uh, yeah. Well, we can hope, can't we? And her uh, her compatriot Katie Harriet Jones. Uh, that was that was another one I didn't see coming at all. Fifty seven seven. You know, it was a massive PB for her, uh, and you know, gets her her spot. We'd hope for Tokyo. Yeah, I thought I thought um, there were a few that after the heats of that hundred fly, I thought there were maybe three who were in the mix there. Um, and, but but she looked brilliant down that second fifty. Um, yeah, really, really great. And and I I didn't call that one at all. Um, but yeah, brilliant to see her make her first team. Now there were a couple of um, swimmers in the in the wake of those two who we thought might have um, come closer to, to making the times. I mean, uh, we thought Laura Stevens might have made it. She missed out just um, in the hundreds. We thought um, uh, Emily Large would be in that mix, and and in fact it was Kiana McInnes who who was second in the 200 flight. I think it feels to me, Casey, like those three have a chance to to, to move on. They don't need much improvement and they probably should be in that group that gets a chance at Europeans. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, I think particularly Laura Stevens, she looks so good in the 100 fly. I thought her, I mean, her stroke just looked so, so easy. She looked great. And I was really expecting something better in the 200. And I think she probably was as well. Um, You know, I think, Olympic trials is huge and and maybe, you know, it, it'll work in their favour that this is, we've decided this year to go for, a, you know, give people a few chances to qualify. Um, I think that Laura Stevens will be on that final team. Um, I think when when it's all, all is said and done, um, but Kiana McInnes was absolutely brilliant. Um, she really, really took the chance and she's, she's closing in on that time. She's got a little way to go still, but I wouldn't be surprised to see her get the 200 time. Well, in the men's equivalent events, Bob, I mean, in our preview podcast, I said I didn't think James Guy was taking the 200 fly very seriously. Um, he proved me completely wrong, uh, albeit he did it in a somewhat painful manner. Um, yeah. But he got the time. Um, it, yes, he did. And never write him off um, because that's what James does. You know, he is another one of our um, big occasion performers. Um, I think he still would like to have gone quicker in both, actually, if, if truth be known. Uh, but what he did do, importantly, from my point of view, is he pulled Jacob Peters um, along to a really good time. Yeah, so in, in 100, he won the 100, and Jacob Peters you know, snuck under the, the consideration time as well in his wake, uh, which was a, a, a well, another surprise to me, but really great for him. I, I thought I thought you were going to mention Jay Lelliot there for a minute, Bob, because he he was in well, James's way. He was very close to the time. Oh, actually. and a new city of Sheffield record, which has uh, been on the books for quite some time. Matt Johnson's record went. Um, and the thing with Jay is that was his only swim. Well, yeah, two swims, obviously a heat and a final swim. Wasn't doing backstroke, wasn't doing freestyle, wasn't doing any of those events because he's not, he's just not had the training for it. So he said, well, let's give it let's give it a crack on the two hundred fly, which he, he's never really really been that associated with before um but uh, did a massive personal best in the final um but you know i i, I just want to just going back to what we were talking about with jacob peters what a great job barry aldrich did with him at pool i know he mentioned it in the interview that he gave after the the final but um you know he, here's another swimmer that quite a few people doubted quite a few people weren't sure whether he'd actually made the grade Barry backed him all the way. Um, I've looked at him come through and I'm thinking, this kid's got something. Uh, he's no longer a kid and he has got something. He's on the team. Well, it was uh, it was great for him. Jay, I think, is another one who might get a chance in Budapest because he's he's tenth you know, away from that consideration time. So maybe he'll get another go in, in a few weeks' time. Um, let's move on to uh, the, the sort of middle distance, distance freestyle. I think the highlight of, of all of this was in the 400 free, Bob, 
with uh, yeah. Kieran Bird. Now he he was where what, did that come from? Yeah, he was what we were talking about beforehand in the people who come from nowhere and surprise you and, and find their way into the Olympics. Uh, almost five seconds off his best time in the four hundred, ridiculously fast at the end, and uh, three minutes forty six flat, and uh, yep. on the way to Tokyo, we would think. Yeah, and again, if you look through the list, you would have gone, okay, hopefully he'll improve from his 350, 351 over it was going into that. Um, but that was an exceptional swim. And again, you look at certain swimmers, you think, right, you, you don't look overawed by this. No, there's no crowd there. There's not quite the environment there would be at the normal swim meet. But, but he just went in there and, and, and just gave it a go and... I'm sure surprised himself when he finished there, looked at the time, thought, I've, I've just done that. Um, but it, it's fantastic because that's what we need. We do need new blood. If we, if we could just predict the 35 people or whatever we're going to take, it would be quite boring, wouldn't it? So, so you need those breakout swims. And he, he, for me, was far and away the breakout swim of the week. Well, he did it brilliantly. Um, the only other qualifier that we had from that sort of group of swims was Dan Jervis in the 1500. He left it to the last event. Uh, Katie but um, have you ever seen anyone more happy to get their Olympic spot than he was in his interview afterwards I think the the men's middle distance and distance gave us the best interviews both Kieran and Dan were uh, they were an absolute delight those interviews to watch I always want people to look so pleased and they they were like living up to my expectations of how pleased you must feel to get on an Olympic team um yeah I just thought they were great and and to puff swims in their own way particularly for dan who who basically did that all on his own um it's it must be really hard to know when it's just you against the clock um but yeah fantastic great to see and and he he did so well to bounce back from just missing it on the 800 and then just picking himself up and doing exactly what he said he was going to do in the post-race interview um from the 800 just saying oh i've just got to do it on the 15 now and he did brilliant what it doesn't do or what it does do to a certain extent is mask the lack of depth we've got 400 and above we have talked about this we've alluded to it before it worries me a little bit that poor old dan pretty much had to do it by himself toby robinson was in there but he's more of an open water swimmer now and what was a really you know, look at uh, the, certainly on the women's side with becky and with jazz last time round. all of a sudden we've got quite a big void there 400 and above in freestyle it worries me a little bit that um you know there doesn't seem to be a lot coming along behind either no, and uh, I, I think it is somewhere that, that I'm sure the coaches and, and whatever are looking at but because there is a gap there, you're right, uh, particularly with um, the the 800 and the 15 reverse gender events now in the Olympics. It's something that, that you know, there are more medals there to be won, aren't there? So um, you'd, you'd like to think that, that there is some action on that. I mean, Leah Crisp um, won the, the four... Uh, the eight and the fifteen on the ladies, so she's got some some potential there. Sorry, she didn't win the four. That was uh, so Holly. She was second in the four and then won the eight and the fifteen. Um, Holly Hibbert, you know, she was swimming by herself in in a similar sort of way and fell just shy. Uh, another one who might get a chance in 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 Budapest in the four hundred. But um, yeah, it's an area that that needs some work certainly to um, to to fill those gaps as and when we're getting great we're getting great we, we are well we we're just saying because we were filling all the gaps in up to 200 pretty much and i just like this what have been traditionally strong events for us get back to where we were well something to keep an eye on definitely as as i said people get back into training and, and they have the water time and, and so on to to put the background in um that's that concludes our run through the events i mean we've touched on some of the the selection issues as we've, as we've gone through um there were there were four people pre-selected that we talked about before so uh, adam uh, luke duncan and uh, james Wilby were all pre-selected uh, and then 22 people uh, got themselves under the consideration times this week and uh, you can add jacob whittle to that as uh, a member of the four by one who also made that consideration time um Katie, do you have any views on what the selectors might do this week? I mean, are they just going to take the 27? Do you think they'll add some more? Uh, do you think they'll try and be clever and hold spots open for people? I really hope they don't do that. Um, I think they'll just do the 27 for now. I don't think they'll... I mean, is, is so if we're being really brutal, is there anyone on there who we think they would want on there who isn't? I don't think so i don't think there's anyone there's there's no one like glaring who's missed it who you could probably put your finger on and say british swimming quite like this person um the the only the only person i think they would 
think about doing that for would be Siobhan, but I I don't think we're expecting her to um, be contending for for Tokyo. Um, she, you know, we might see her another time, but I don't think we're going to see her again in 2021. Um, so I think they've just got to say that everyone who's made the time will be on the team and then go from there in terms of there are however many eight spots remaining um, and they can sort of go from from there at the other selection meets. I don't know what you guys think. I just wonder when you consider how strong we are in most of the relays, whether we do need some more turnets, um, whether we should be thinking along those lines that, you know, I'm, on my medal count, I've got us down for potentially four or five here. Um, should that be something that we reinforce? I mean, I, I mean, in two minds on this one, um, uh, I think that there's you no know, there's value in having those options. I think the rules we've talked about already, you know, limit them uh, in what they can do. Um, I mean, I spoke to Rebecca Addington on when I was doing uh, the the twenty twenty series last year, and and she, we were talking about her time in Beijing, and she volunteered the 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 facts about the the four by two women's four by two relay there, where they. Um, substituted two people in. I made one late change at the last minute, um, and uh, and they didn't make the final. They were ninth. And the the way she described, I think she, it was Caitlin McClatchy who'd been you know, rested for the heat, uh, described her reaction in the village to that to that you now outcome in the heats was it was heartbreaking. So um, mm. you know, I it would I hope you're right that it'd be good to have alternates. What I well, I suppose what I'm getting at is I hope they don't. The selectors don't push it too far the other way, you know, and, and throw away those those relay chances by trying to be a bit too cute with their selections, um, because you know there are five. Well, you said four or five, didn't you? There are four or five relays there who have got um, medal shouts. So uh, you know to to miss one just because you've tried to rest somebody uh, and then and got it wrong would be would be awful. Yeah. I, I completely agree. I think they have made mistakes in the past, and I think, I think Bill and Chris are very, very aware of the mistakes. And I don't think we've seen that happen since they um, sort of took over. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I don't think we've seen what I think we would look at as a relay mistake, which I think we used to see quite often, um, perhaps in the previous cycle. Um, so, so I would hope they won't go too far. But obviously, there are some people, particularly on the men's side. Who, ha- who could have really, really busy programmes and they need to be thinking through that. Yeah, indeed. So I think there'll be some some strong discussion on people's programmes and maybe some encouragement for people to focus on on certain events. But um, I think I think there will be some, some alternates, don't get me wrong. Uh, I mean, we've talked about um, Callum Jarvis as a, as a likely one um, uh, and, and maybe there'll be one or two others, but I, I don't think we'll be back to seeing seven men go for the... Uh, for the four by two, as we did in in twenty sixteen, um, so we've we've also touched on um, people getting second chance at, at the Europeans. Um, so we'll probably see some more people try and get times there. Uh, be interesting. Yeah, to I see someone like uh, Kasuki Lagarde, for example, who was who was right on the cusp of the uh, fifty time and was what sixth in the hundred. Yeah, good looking, maybe. So yeah, I mean, see, so Chris Bice did say they would take some young people. So we've mentioned some names where we thought well, he's twenty five though. He's not that young. <laughs> well, uh, well, okay. Some uh, some uh, people who are on the on the fringes of the team. Then I'll uh, I'll rephrase that <laughs> appropriately. Um, so maybe he will get a go. You never know. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm sure there'll be some some new names in that team. They can take forty. So in theory, if they take the twenty seven from this week, uh, and then they've got thirteen more they could take. So uh, it'll be interesting to see who they pick for that. Uh, Bob, you've already mentioned. You've been you've been totting up medal hopes. Uh, yeah. How are your how are your predictions looking after? This right, week? okay, and, and I have been I've, because I know I get accused. I have been accused over the years of, of talking British swimming up too much and going, ah, they, they haven't got a chance at that. I have realistically gone through the program and I've come up with sixteen potential medal prospects. So I think working on the basis of you know what happened in Rio and the force that we had and you know people sometimes being slightly off their game I think we're looking at double figures here I really do realistically think we could get 10 medals in Tokyo um and though that of that 16 there are a couple of I've actually not included who are quite big names as well so there could be more I've kind of scaled it down to 16 but I think we could be looking so obviously with the relays being as strong as they potentially are as many as 10 medals in Tokyo Katie reaction to that 
does sound like a lot. <laughs> um, but then these trials have surprised me. I think, I think it's, I think you don't have a sort of level head about how you're actually looking in the world until you've seen the American trials. I think that's the, I would want to give my suggestions of medal numbers after I've seen what, what the US are doing, because I think it's always a bit of a leveler because quite often. No, but I'm, well, I'm just going on times though, Katie. Well, I'm, I'm actually, I'm looking at what, you know, the, the world-class times they're setting rather than the performances at this time of the year. Cause I, I can't, I, in some events, I can't see the Americans going that much quicker than some of the times were set last week. I th- yeah. I think what I mean is that I can't, a, a lot of the American swimmers, I haven't seen what they can do long course for, nearly two years because it's such a you know it's such a short long course season for them um and i think you quite often in olympic year see people who've never really done anything long course but have focused a lot on yards suddenly you know come out of nowhere and do a, a ridiculous time um but but i think we are several steps ahead um of where we normally are um at this time and i think we are really really a force to reckon with i don't think i've seen an olympic trials like this i agree um in terms of how strong we look as a nation yeah no i i agree with that last point i think you know it would be amazing to win 10 medals i certainly think you know they can step forward from six one in rio so uh, it's very exciting i think uh, i think that's the that's the main thing to take away from it so um fingers crossed that everybody can can stay fit and healthy and uh, and build into um build into the summer because you know potentially it's going to be be rather good for, for great britain in tokyo so yeah it will be good um time i think to uh draw this podcast to a close um it's been it's been one word to describe this week bob should we use an american word awesome <laughs> very nice katie although the very british word stonking very nice i think i would i would have just chosen the word fast so um there we are, which is what you want from your Olympic trials. Um, that's it for this uh, this podcast reviewing uh, Britain's Olympic trials. Um, if you've got any thoughts about what we said, you can get in contact. Find me on Twitter at Poolboy or on Instagram and Facebook at Poolboy UK, or you can go to poolboy.co.uk forward slash contact if you want to send an email. We'll be back, I hope. I've not asked the other two yet, but hopefully after the European Championships to talk some more, hopefully with some more people throwing their, their names into the Olympic selection mix. But um, until then, thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Pool Boy Podcast. For more episodes, visit www.poolboy.co.uk slash podcast.